Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. I was at a table with referees. This is like a room full of accountants. Spicy! And they asked about Connor Bedard, and they laughed. Remember that night that I yelled in the bubble? At Bob. Great call, Bobby! I yelled it at the referee because he called a penalty shot in favor of the Regina Pats. Well, it's an empty arena, so, like, your voice will just echo and echo and echo. Yeah, they heard you for sure. That was pretty funny. Good call, Bobby! This is the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, Welcome to Hour 2 of the program, everybody. It's your boys coming at you. <laughs> what? <laughs> Canada's daytime sports talk show here in the bunker in Western Canada. But we love the uh, amount of Eastern viewers that we have. And we're going to get to the comment here from Sean McCormick momentarily. He is up and flying the ship in uh, the Game Plus control room in downtown Toronto about the NFL enforcement of taunting penalties here in 2021. The strict enforcement of taunting penalties. But it's hour two. We're welcoming an entire new group of people. Uh, it's brought to you by Core Grain, doing the right thing for your farm. And we could run through these quick six show topics, uh, but there's a few things that have come up. One, I understand. Darren thinks it's charming that my favorite team in the world is a junior hockey team. He thinks that's just charming. I think that's the term that you've used. Yes. Right. Well, there's a lot of people that don't think it's charming that the Regina Pats have hiked their season ticket prices by as much as 77%. Mine, 40%. And it all has to do with Connor Bedard, uh, the next McDavid, the next Sidney Crosby, playing for this team at the age of 16. Uh, Where is this here? (laughs) John Burns in Calgary says, confirming Regina Pats, 34 home games, $1,000? That is a Texas 10-4, good buddy. Last year, they've gone up to $1,400 this year, but I'll pay it because they're my team. And I guess, what would the question be? How much would you be willing to pay to watch your favorite team? Like I Should be our poll question. Should be our poll question. How much of a well, hike of yeah. ticket prices would you withstand to watch your team? Well, and not even that. It's more of, would you pay 77% more because of... A star player. A star player showing up to your organization. Because that's what it is. This is about Connor Bedard. And I get it. Like, from a business standpoint, you're sitting here being like, okay, if I leave these at 800 bucks and blah, 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 we're leaving a lot of money on the table because they're banging down the door and we got to turn these people away. And the only way to make more money when you're sold out is to increase prices. Right? Once you've sold out, and you, just like you or me or anybody else managing our time, once our day is full... The only way for us to make more money is to prioritize, increase what we charge. Yeah. Right. And it's the same with, with a hockey team. So I get that. You don't want to leave money on the table, but you're risking turning away fans. Like my texter, that's been a fan for 35 years 
that might not come back. You might get new fans that'll pay that though this year. So if so and so leaves, I'll pay it. But I'm not sticking around when Bedard's gone. It's a long-term uh, loss. I will get to Sean's question in a moment. But I just story time. I was standing at the till at an Under Armour in Austin, Texas, and the gal behind the till was like, "Sir, would you like to pay in Canadian funds or U.S. funds?" And I'm like, uh, "I don't care, Canadian, I guess." And the guy at the next till is like, "You're from Canada?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "How do you afford hockey tickets?" They're the most expensive tickets in sports. And I said, uh, well, I watch junior hockey. They're like 25 bucks, so <laughs> I'm good. Right? Which is another bonus of junior hockey. But anyways, he goes, well, when corporate America stops subsidizing pro sports in this country, it's over. I'll never forget how he said it. And I'm yeah. off, I should have got his number. He was from Houston, blah, blah, blah. And then the pandemic hit, and we thought the world was going to end, and all of a sudden the NFL's Make it $10 billion a year on TV, right? So whatever. Oh, what do I know? So anyways, moving up, moving on. General Imlareth says, uh, watching on YouTube, hey, Rod, thoughts on John Cooper for Team Canada's coach? We covered it yesterday. John Cooper, the coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Why would you not hire him? Back-to-back Stanley Cup winner. Graduated Notre Dame College, grade 12, with my brother. They go back way, a long ways. Prince George guy, who else you get to hire? If John Cooper says, I want to do it, you're hiring John Cooper. End of story. Uh, so Sean McCormick from Game Plus said, what do you think about the NFL's new uh, taunting crackdown? Darren went to the big board. Yes. You have it. Yep. You get to go off the top of your head? Yeah, of course. Nice. So they're going to be strictly enforcing the taunting rules. And it's two violations and then an automatic ejection. And there's also going to be fines and suspensions attached to this as well, potentially. So, two violations and you're out. Second, Kick, kicked out of the game. Yeah, ejection. Who taunts twice in a game, though? Well, and for me, what do you consider taunting? Because is Tyreek Hill, <laughs> right? Is that taunting? Right? When he's given the peace sign, like, see you later, I'm Depends gone. Depends on the ref. And if you notice, Lucky Whitehead did that in the game when he had the Rourke touchdown. He's yeah. like, peace. Um, Love me some lucky whitehead. But is that taunting? Is getting up and spiking it in your face, that, like, that's taunting, right? What is going to be considered, you know, Nate Davis standing over top of you, right? Pretending to pee on the quarterback after a sack, that's taunting. What will they consider taunting? So that'll be important to communicate that to the players. Is that taunting or is it more in your face and obvious? But yeah, two, you're out. Yeah, so the question is, or the answer to the question is, there's no new taunting penalties. They're just going to enforce what they have more strictly. But, I mean, I, w- I remember a couple years ago, Jeff Hecht of the Blue Bombers at the time was taunting Deron Carter. I don't know if you remember this. Deron short-armed a ball over the middle, and Jeff Hecht, the safety for the Bombers, started doing, do you remember this? And I got up and I threw my popcorn at the TV. That's taunting! But, of course, it was at Duran, so I immediately got my, ba- my hackles up. No penalty. Is that not taunting? Of course. Do you remember when he did that? Yeah. So, again, it's up, it's up to the individual ref. Uh, we can't. Sean goes on to say, the VP of programming. He's the VP, right? Yeah, uh, what? Isn't he? He's in charge of programming. Yeah, that's what I thought. In charge of programming at Game Plus TV. <clears throat> Any hate mail that we get, for instance, if we are preempted for some other program on Game Plus, I just forward them Sean's email. 
<laughs> Send it to this guy, Sean. That's, tell, him, tell him how much you love us. It reminds me of Al Borland and Tim Taylor. Right when Tim would do something crazy, Al would hold up the sign. That's Tim Taylor. Care of. <laughs> Here's the address. Here's the phone yes. number. Just send it to Sean. Send it to Sean. You should have that under the desk. To Sean's credit, he's like, send me the emails. I'll deal with it. But anyways, he says, why does the NFL hate fun? No cool cleats for charity. No taunting. It's super ambiguous and leaves too much referee discretion. Yeah, and I love how we're all together just having coffee to get today discussing these things because uh, we're Jennifer from the Four Seasons says this sounds like it may be as confusing as the icing calls in hockey. I didn't think we'd be going down this road today, and I'm fine with that, but I was talking to the uh, supervising supervisor of officials, Brad Howard, at a recent game, and we were talking about exactly that. I said... Why did they change the kicking the puck rule that if it didn't matter if you kicked it or if it went off a skate, it's still a goal? Why did they change that? And he said, because we want to take it out of the ref's hands to have to make a decision. So kicked or off a skate, same thing. I said, really? Then why do you have hybrid icing? Because then the ref, the linesman has to make a decision once that puck comes down below the goal line or the bottom of the circles. You know what he said? Yeah. No answer. (laughs) And then I'm like, I'll just show myself out. That's when people say, Rod, you wear people out. There's an incident of that. Yes, con- but you're constantly thinking about all of these things. <laughs> I'm constantly thinking. I need to stop thinking. But that, what, that would help me a lot. But what if this? What are we, why, why are you doing this? But he didn't make up the rules. That's the thing. Right. He's probably asking the wrong guy. That's like me going into McDonald's and asking why they don't have pizza anymore to the, cl- to the person that's serving me today. They're not responsible. No. The you think they are? It's like going after every team's social media manager and their Twitter account for the trades that they make. I'm just punching <laughs> the buttons, man. That's all I'm doing. I know. Uh, by the way, you can write us on the Prairie Mobile text line, 306-840-8777. That's 840-8777. Prairie Mobile is your authorized SaskTel Mobility dealer headquartered in Winnipeg where we'll be doing a live show Friday, by the way, from the Canada Life Center. Write us any questions or comments on this, but the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center and Capital Ford can be found right across from Polo Park Mall in Winnipeg. I might take you by there. Which is Canada's game of the week in the CFL? On Twitter, leading with 56% of the vote, the Hamilton Tiger Cats at the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Darren, what are they saying on Facebook? Yeah, it's pretty close, but Hamilton, Saskatchewan has 50%. Toronto, Winnipeg is second. So that's the vote right now. It's hard. It's really hard to predict how accurate these are just because of your background and the fan base that followed yes. to this show. It's very heavy from Saskatchewan, and that's natural. All of our new viewers might think something differently. Like you and I think it's Toronto, Winnipeg because we try and look at this objectively, but mm-hmm. there's no doubt that there's a lot of Saskatchewan fans that still watch our show and f- pile up the numbers on the vote. Which is fine. For hey, sure. it's 11-11. <laughs> <laughs> Make a wish. We need a... Uh, what was the uh, commercial where the shooting star goes across the street? The more you know. The more you know, the further we, we you go. We need a little sound effect like that of the shooting star. The more you know, the further you go. Yeah. Um... From some of the viewers here, uh, Adam Ridlow, 
watching on YouTube says, love me some McDonald's pizza. Listen, when you can remember it some 25 years later, you know that's some damn good pizza. Clearly. I was having some recently, and I'm like, mm, this reminds me of McDonald's pizza. What pizza do you remember 25 years later? You just remember it. I know. <laughs> that was McDonald's pizza. Okay. Are you old enough, son, to have had McDonald's pizza? I'm probably old enough to have had it. I don't think I ever <laughs> did have it. It was the ch- If it wasn't chicken nuggets, I probably wasn't eating it at McDonald's. Um, Jeff Cabillas in Winnipeg says, what about the McRib? <laughs> what about it? A hunk of rib meat with no bones in it. But you could still see the bones in it, but there was no bones in it. <laughs> It's like it was put in it a mold. A, yeah. <laughs> it probably lived up. The key to the McDonald's McRib was the sauce. Ooh. Not the not the pork. The in my humble opinion. The pork. Yeah. Uh what about it? No. It's just it sounds dirty. Sounds fake. Ah, uh, <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> um Here we go. Here we go. General Imlareth on YouTube writes in and says, I'm a Calgary-born viewer, so no love for Sask, but still enjoy Rod. LOL. I don't know what to say about that. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, that, well the, the obvious. That's the answer. The obvious. That's the answer. Um, James in Manitoba. Winnipeg is slowly taking the RP show for ourselves. I'm okay with that, too. Oh, yeah. And I look at our sponsors, Capital Automall, for instance. They've got dealerships in Winnipeg, Edmonton, Calgary, Rahina, and three or four in California, by the way. Uh, from Jason Wall. All right, here we go. No, Chris Bird says the, the McLobster in Atlantic Canada is pretty good. I'd have to take your word for that. But how about that lobster spaghetti you had in Montreal? Oh, boy. You wow. To, you want to talk about life changing. <laughs> yes. Right. I mean, I had to crack the lobster open on I top of it. I couldn't believe like you it, finished it. Like this. Oh, I know. This, and this wasn't just like, you know, your typical lobster found in a can, whatever mixed in. It was like a lobster on top and then the spaghetti and the sauce. And oh, my gosh. And Joe Beef. In uh, Montreal. And Liverpool House in Montreal. Unreal. Uh, from Jason and Red Deer from the Puck and Pigskin podcast. Says, I'm a Regina-born viewer and still no love for Saskatchewan, but love Rod. LOL. He's in Red Deer now. This has turned into a food show. We should have had Chris Nyland on for this. <whistles> the foodie. But Jennifer says, the Venice House. In Yorkton. Listen, the conversation begins and ends with restaurants anywhere with the Venice House. Oh, yeah. Stop. Just stop. That's where we would eat on the road with the Kindersley Clippers. And I just remember. So good. That's where I fell in love with Caesar salad, of all things. Really? It was crisp. It was, like, sharp. It was garlicky. That's the garlic curtain, right? Mm-hmm. Yorkton and East Central Saskatchewan. Um, that's where I fell in love with Caesar salad. What a show we're doing today. I'm writing this stuff down. What a show. Spicy. How did, how did we even end up on this? Hey, in the time we have left, hey, Clark, let's do the um, Ultra Update. Original 16 Ultra Update and Original 16 to fit your active lifestyle, superior taste with only 80 calories and 2.5% alcohol. 
Taste without compromise. Purchase at a store near you today. Just hang on a second while I call it up. I think you're going to like this one, Moose. All right. It's been picked up by all the big CFL uh, Twitter accounts today, the, the news accounts. Are you ready, Clark? That, yeah, I am. Let's go. Yeah. So far, so good for Cody Fajardo and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. The green and white enter week two tied for first in the CFL West with uh, Winnipeg at 1-0. As you know, the Riders survived a scare holding on to beat BC 33-29 in week one after the, after the Lions spotted them a 31-0 lead. I still don't think we're done talking about that game yet. Cody Fajardo emerged from the game as the CFL's fifth leading passer with 230 yards, two touchdowns, and one pick. His efficiency rating of 103.3 was fourth best, and I always look at that. So much more goes into these stats than the quarterback's individual play. Chief among them is the play calling by new offensive coordinator Jason Moss, who appears to be tailor-made for Cody. That includes spreading the ball around to six different receivers, none of whom were targeted less than three times. It was a fairly balanced attack against BC, and let's not forget the Riders only gave up two sacks. After Friday's game, Cody did an extra emphatic fist pump at the final gun. I got to think it was due to the pressure he's facing as the quarterback of Canada's marquee football franchise. GM Jeremy O'Day said he doesn't want Cody to think the weight of the world is on his shoulders, even though we all know that it is. And the term sophomore jinx has been thrown around liberally. For at least one week, Cody Fajardo proved the doubters wrong and shoved the ball down their throats. As they, in football, they say pressure busts pipes, but it also produces diamonds. And until I see differently, that's what the riders have in Cody Fajardo. How about that? He's a diamond to me. Don't you talk bad about Cody Fajardo. I like it. What do you think? That's good. Okay. That's good. Carson Lambos joins us next. Winnipeg Ice D-Man and uh, Minnesota Wild prospect. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook live streaming and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Attention listeners across the galaxy. All the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with a performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Trust me, you're listening to a happy customer. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Trust me. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rob. Welcome back, everybody. RP Show continues on this Wednesday, Canada's daytime sports talk show. Live across the nation on Game Plus TV, all 10 provinces, plus 31 states in the U.S. I want to tell you that coming up a little later on, uh, viewer takeover in overtime. And we invite your comments today, 306-840-8777 is the number to text us if you're watching on Game Plus. 
That is 840-8777. Write it down. Put it on the fridge. Put it on the coffee table. Wherever you may be watching the show from. So Carson Lambos uh, is a defenseman with the Winnipeg Ice. He's a Winnipegger. And he joins us today. First round pick of the Minnesota Wild. 26th overall in the entry draft last month. And uh, there he is today. Hey, uh, Carson, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? Good. 100%. I'm excited to chat hockey with you. Uh, let me ask you this. How's the summer been going? The draft aside, how's the summer been going for you out there in Winnipeg? Yeah, the summer's been going pretty good. Uh, we've been blessed with nice weather here in Winnipeg and I've uh, been on the golf course quite a bit, but uh, the main focus for me right now is just kind of skating and working out and trying to get my body ready and my game ready for this upcoming season. All right, good. Well, listen, I got to ask you, I do have a lot of questions for you. Um, most notably, you did go in the first round of the Minnesota Wild. Now, I called Pat's hockey games in the bubble in Regina in the Hub Center. You only got into two games in the 2020 21 season. Were you worried that that would affect your draft stock? What did the Wild tell you when they drafted you in the first round? Because clearly not playing did not affect your draft status, unless you think that it did. Yeah, I mean, it might have, but uh, at the end of the day, I think I'm still confident with the player I am. Uh, I know that I'm going to come back from this injury and uh, missing those games stronger than I was before. So, um, you know, I'm not too concerned about, um, you know, uh, what people think uh, could have happened if I would have played. But, um, yeah, it was definitely tough, but I, I'm, I'm looking forward to bounce back, bouncing back. What was your experience in the bubble? Yeah, it was pretty short-lived, just in there for a couple weeks. But uh, I enjoyed it while I was there, um, being around teammates. We have a really close group with the ice, so everybody gets along really well, and I think uh, – you know, we grew really close as a team because of it. And, uh, you know, being able to kind of just play hockey in such a weird time where a lot of people weren't able to. So grateful for that that chance as well. I'm trying to remember who I was with. Some Greeks within the last couple of weeks, they were talking about your family and your brother playing for the ice. And they said, very successful family, very successful family. But you wouldn't know. Good kids, good kids. Talk about growing up in Winnipeg and the work ethic. That was the thing that they talked about was the Lambos work ethic that you and your brother both have. Um, can you talk about being raised that way and how that's helped you in the game of hockey? Yeah, sure. I think um, just my parents uh, have been still doing both me and my brother. Just if you're going to do something, you should work hard and try to be the best at it. So, uh, you know, that's hockey in school or whatever the case may be. And, um, yeah, it's I've never really put too much thought into it. I just don't see any other way than, uh, than trying to put my best in, into what I'm doing. So... Um, yeah, I, I'm very fortunate to have the opportunities that I get and I just want to make the most out of them and I don't want to have to look back one day and, uh, you know, think I didn't work hard enough. So I just try to give my best effort and, uh, having my older brother, uh, he's a great example for me. And I think I've learned a lot from him and we push each other to, to work hard. So it's, uh, it's nice to grow up in a household where hard work is important. Well, Carson, I know that you didn't expect to get these questions whatsoever, but just so you know, people are talking about your family and in a, in a really good way. Uh, what is the family business, by the way, in Winnipeg? Yeah, my, uh, my grandpa started a, a burger place called the Dairy Whip. Um, it's no longer his. It's my uncle's now, but uh, most people from Winnipeg will know it's like a pretty famous burger shop, and uh, it's kind of a staple in, in Winnipeg, so... 
I, I enjoy going there maybe once every couple of weeks and uh, a good chili burger uh, can never go wrong with that. So uh, that's that's the Lambos family business. And that's kind of the, the famous Lambos name is, is with the Dairy Whip. <laughs> okay, well, we're coming to Winnipeg to do our show Friday. Darren, write it down. Okay, the Lambos restaurant. We uh, will stop by there. So <clears throat> are you are you healed fully, by the way? Are you ready for uh, this fall with the Minnesota Wild and camp and so forth? Yeah, as of uh, September or as of, you know, when, when camp starts, I'll be ready to go full full tilt. So uh, I've been fully cleared for a long time, uh, probably three or four or five months now. And I've been able I've been able to train, uh, you know, extraneously and as hard as I can uh, this whole summer. So uh, I'll be ready to ready to go once camp comes. Outstanding. And what are your expectations of going in there? I don't assume you're nervous, but you never know. Everybody's different. It'll be your first NHL camp. Uh, what do you? What are you hoping to accomplish and what do you expect? Yeah, I just obviously want to leave a good impression and, uh, you know, I get my feet wet, I guess, at that at that next pro level. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely a little I think, more excited than everything. Uh, kind of something you dream about being able to do is uh, do anything that has to do with the NHL. So uh, that'll be uh, coming up soon. And I'm going to try and just, just play my hardest and, uh, you know, trust my game and, and then see where that takes me. Hey, I'm not sure if you know about this show, Carson, but we've got a lot of Winnipeg viewers, and your comments have triggered an avalanche of viewers here. Uh, Jeff Cabela says, Dairy Whip. Yes, John Ohm says, Dairy Whip, just down the street from me. From Jason Wall, love me some Dairy Whip, located in Winnipeg's French Quarter, St. Boniface. So, uh, yeah, clearly they know. They absolutely know uh, that <laughs> restaurant. Now, to, John had a question for you. Hey, Carson. What players influenced you, and who'd you admire the most growing up? Yeah, I think uh, a player I like to model my game after is kind of Jake Muzzin, but that's more in the in the recent years. I think growing up a Jets fan in, in Winnipeg, uh, I was just kind of admired Dustin Buffett a little bit. I think he was just so much fun to watch and uh kind of a fan favorite in Winnipeg um no he's such a unique player and no one really plays like him and I always really loved loved watching him and just uh seeing what he could do out there Jennifer from the four seasons writes in she says who is your favorite NHL player past or present uh Mike Medano oh you meant Carson Carson who's your favorite NHL player past or present I think uh I think I'll go with uh, Kale McCarr. He's just uh, some of the things he can do on his edges and uh, how, how good of a skater he is and the awareness he has. It's lots of fun to watch as a defenseman and just kind of watch and admire and, and hope that I can maybe do some some of the stuff that he can do. It's uh, Yeah, he's, he's always fun to watch. Isn't he something? Well, by the way, since we're talking and talking defensemen, how did you feel about the Neil Pionk deal today with the Jets four years annual average value of $5.8 million. What do you think about what Pionk's done since coming over a couple of years ago? Yeah, I think he's been a big piece for the Jets since he came uh, came to Winnipeg. Uh, I think he stepped into a big role, and he's done a great job of it. Uh, he's, he's a great skating defenseman, and he moves really well. Uh, you know, maybe a little bit undersized, but I don't think he lets that define his game. And I think it's just a great example of how I think NHL defensemen are getting a little bit smaller, and it uh, doesn't really doesn't really seem to to affect his game. And he, he's a fun player to watch. 
Last one I have for you, Carson, is about the Winnipeg Ice. And by the way, I really love the Winnipeg Ice. Your uh, equipment staff left a gift package for me in the press box one game of workout gear, a hat, such nice stuff. But you beat up on the Pats all the time. That part I didn't like. But, man, it's an exciting team to watch. Let's just go back for a second. Um, The last game for Peyton Krebs... Had you gone back to Winnipeg by then? You were, were you in the building when he got hit in the head and refused to leave and sat on the, on the bench for the third period because he didn't want his career to end that way? I mean, were you, were you watching or had you gone back to Winnipeg by then? No, I was in Winnipeg, but I watched all the, all the team's games on the stream, so it didn't surprise me. He's a really hardworking guy, and he was a great leader for our team, so I know he definitely wouldn't want to leave. Well, he's not coming back, obviously. Um, can you talk about the future for the Winnipeg Ice without Peyton Krebs? I, I know it's very bright, but that guy was something else. Yeah, Peyton was definitely a big part of our team. I think uh, anybody that watches could see that, but uh, I think we still have a lot of great players that are going to be stepping up this year uh, with Peyton gone. Um, I, I think we're going to be a, a great team this year. I'm, I'm looking forward. It's exciting to to play for a team where you really feel like you have a chance at winning. So um, I think we, we have such a great group of guys, which is just the most important thing, and uh, a hardworking group that's uh, pretty focused. So I think it's going to be exciting to see what we can do this year. All right. Uh, good. Good answer. Hey, how, how excited was the Lambos family when the ice moved from Kootenai, Cranbrook, to Winnipeg? I can't imagine how excited they were. Yeah, I think it's uh, everybody's pretty pretty stoked when that happened. Uh, getting to you know play in front of my family and uh, get the junior experience without you know having to leave home yet. So uh, it's it's been great. I, I enjoy uh, seeing family uh, throughout the season, and um, yeah, it, it's been awesome. All right, well, uh, enjoy watching you play for sure, Carson. Good luck in camp with the Wild. We're following obviously very closely, and enjoy what's left of summer. I appreciate the time today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Carson Lambos of the Winnipeg Ice uh, joining us from the Slurpee capital. It's triggered an avalanche of comments from our viewers. Hitman fans writing in. Oil Kings fans writing in. Uh, Talking hockey in the summer. Hard to beat. Did you say we could take a break, Clark? Is that what you said? Okay, we're going to take a break now. We got 30 minutes of viewer takeover. So it's all you and us when we come back. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook live streaming and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back. Okay, we're going to the big board. Moose. Face off? Uh, no, we're not facing off on this, but yeah. the internet's really screwed uh, up a lot of people's storytelling. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna look it up. So but it's here we hard. are. It's August, and we'll. I mean, we'll get to the football talk, but where? Where's the CFL people at today? What do you want to talk about? But we had the Winnipeg guys interview there, and. The general, I'm just going to call him the general. He's watching on YouTube. He said he's a Hitman fan, and he says, I mean, only Braden Point played for the Hitman. No big deal. No, he didn't. That's a hard no. 
That's a hard no. That's a hard He's no. from Calgary. That's probably what he thinks. Okay, yeah. But Pointer, uh, you said it, finished his career with the Moose Jaw Warriors. Started and finished. And we got him on our desk every day. So, But now... You can't get us with junior hockey lore. You can't. But now... You can I get can, us with a lot of things, but not that. All I can think about now is that commercial call on the general. <laughs> it's in my head. Can't get it out. Well, those are the best commercials. Oh, yeah. The little Green Army guy. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Oh. Now that you're watching ESPN all the time, you get it too, right? Oh, yeah. The general. You can't come off that. No. Uh, I will say it one more time because we're going to do viewer takeover the rest of the way. 306-840-8777. Prairie Mobile text line, 840-8777. Write it down. If you're watching on Game Plus TV, any questions or comments, fire them at us. But we haven't talked about a lot of these things since the warm-up, so let's go back before I get into a sports update. One, the scoop. And I think at this point now it's a scoop that I broke yesterday that there was a buyer for the Calgary Stampeders. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I said in the warm-up that the, some of the Calgary media was covering this up. I don't know why I said that because I didn't mean it. Sometimes I say things that I don't mean in air. It is the trappings of live television. Fair? Mm-hmm. I guess what I've learned is they're not covering it up because they don't know about it. So I had the tip from the source close to the Calgary Stampeders yesterday, just before I dropped it on the air and put it on Twitter, that there is a buyer for the Calgary Stampeders. Had a guy call me yesterday, and you know who that is, incredibly connected to the Calgary Stampeders, and said, Rod, here's what, here's what I know. And that is that the Flames have been trying to sell the Stampeders for one and a half to two years. They're just they're ready to not own them anymore. I think the phrase he said to me was, it hasn't worked out the way they'd hoped or expected. And there's a guy in Calgary who doesn't want to be identified right now that wants to buy the Calgary Stampeders from the Flames. And if you want to go further on that, because we got into, and that, this is stuff I don't necessarily even want to talk about anymore, but he brought up the crowd. Had you heard anybody saying Monday, about the poor crowd at McMahon. Have you, did you, there were some comments here on that. Yeah, I, I did hear a little bit of the crowd. Yeah, I didn't notice, and I watched a good chunk of the game, but they said at most 15,000 people at McMahon Stadium for the game Saturday. I literally didn't notice. I'm used to watching games in the pandemic with no crowds. I'm watching what's going on on the field. I'm not looking in the stands. I never really do. So maybe that's a thing. And what the guy said to me last night was, yeah, they got a buyer. This guy wants to buy the stamps on the Flames. The Flames want to sell. Looks like it's going to happen. And he goes, and that's probably the best thing because the Stampeders brands just deteriorated in Calgary. And look at this crowd. He goes, at most 15,000 people there. So that's not, you know, that's not my team. That's not my town. But we do have a lot of viewers there. Are you looking up the attendance? I yeah, can because find for some too. reason, I, I want to say that they capped, they didn't open up the whole stadium. I thought it was capped at like twenty or 22,000 fans. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to look it up and see if we can figure out what the deal was. Uh, do you know where to find uh, this? The uh, attendance, 23,921. Yeah, over 23,000 people flooded through the gates of, of McMahon Stadium. 
And they kicked off the season against the Argonauts. There, were, there was no requirements for masking or physical distancing, no restrictions on reentry, and no limit on the stadium's capacity or seating, which can hold up to 36,650 people at one time. This is from CTV News in Calgary. Uh, the general watching on YouTube says, well, to be fair, most of the attention in Calgary goes to the Flames. And? So? In a city of a million people, so it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was wide open. Were the fl- were, I'm sorry. Were the Flames playing that day? But if they want to, if you want to make excuses, go ahead. I, I, I literally don't care. I'm just. I'm repeating what I've been told. The st- um, stamps are poised to be sold, and it'll probably be the best thing for them if they are. Okay, we gonna move on from there. Ryan on YouTube watching. He says, "Hey, Rod is a Cowboys fan. What did you think of To?" Kneeling on the star logo. Was it taunting? Where did it go? Hey, Rod, as a Cowboys fan, what did you think when T.O. knelt on the star logo at the 50-yard line when he was a 49er? Is that taunting this season? Well, he should have been beaten within an inch of his life is what I think about it. Forget about the penalty. They should have kicked the crap out of him. Yeah, and that absolutely is taunting. It was taunting then, (laughs) and it's still taunting today. Right. Period. Jeff, the Stamps fan, is back. Hi, Jeff. Good to have you. Welcome back. He says, breaking news. Bo Levi saw limited practice yesterday. Jamar Wall is out versus BC. Dozier takes his spot. Richard Leonard makes his Stampeders debut at DB. Moxie moves to corner. Williams in at guard. I have heard nothing on this new Stampeders buyer. Yes, Attendance was capped, and he goes on to say, if the Stamps brand is broken, whose fault is that? Ooh, it's a good question, isn't it? One of our favorite topics, sports marketing and branding. I appreciate the Stampeders report, by the way. Bull Levi saw limited practice. That's what I got out of all of that. Limited time. Eh, Stampeders can probably beat Nathan Rourke and the BC Lions without Bo. Am I right on that? Can I get a hell yeah? Hey, yeah. You can get a hell yeah. Oh, good one, Rod. (laughs) Bob's your uncle. Bob's your uncle. Sports update. The Toronto Blue Jays are in Anaheim taking on the Angels tonight. Jays coming off a split of the doubleheader with the Angels. Uh, Toronto lost as the home team in the early game at Angel Stadium. Won the nightcap. Vladdy on the day, a combined one for eight. Shohei Otani, one for seven. Tampa Bay Rays look to pad their lead in the American League East when they face the Red Sox tonight in Boston. Rays beat the Bo Sox 8-4 last night to increase their cushion atop the division standings to five games. Dodgers continue a three-game set in Philly after cooling off the Phils in last night's series opener. Corey Sager and Max Muncy homered as the Dodgers ended Philadelphia's eight-game win streak, beating the Phillies 5-0. Tonight's pitching matchup features L.A.'s David Price against Philly's Kyle Gibson. Was Price with the Dodgers last year? Did he finally win a ring? Clark? (laughs) He's the resident baseball guy. He was with the Dodgers. We must have then. David Price. Price. Yeah, right? I believe so, Jim. That's what it said in the yearbook, Jim. 
The Carolina Panthers have signed Josh Bynes to provide veteran depth at linebacker with projected starter Denzel Perryman expected to miss some time battling an undisclosed injury. Bynes, 31, started all 16 games last season for the Bengals, had 99 tackles and a sack. Minnesota Vikings activated quarterback Kellen Mond from the COVID-19 reserve Tuesday after the rookie completed a 10-day quarantine following a positive test for the virus. We're still doing this, Darren. Yes, we are. Uh, I don't know if you saw Sir Vincent Rogers of the Edmonton Elks, friend of the show, the guy that said you haven't made it until you're on the Rod Peterson show. Remember when Sir Vincent Rogers Mm -hmm. said that? I do. He's come out, said he's got COVID, but is double vaccinated. Yeah. Do you have anything more to say on that? No. No. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, including my favorite, the Almond Coconut. Did you see Ben Cahoon liked our photo the other day? Yeah. On Instagram? He's doing well. Ben's doing well. Why I always like when that happens? It was the photo of Alan the intern bringing in donuts. Yeah. RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. We'll be right back with Overtime. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus television network across all 10 provinces and 31 states. And 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. It's one of those days. Put it, Please put it on the two shot. We got you now. Yeah, get in here. He was just filling up his coffee, that's all. Remember how Ed McMahon used to come on set in the middle of Johnny Carson's yeah. show all the time. Oh, wait. That didn't happen? Wait. Whoops. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> you know I like to I'll put another give you the grind. Money in the fines Zzz. there. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> we got some interesting things going down here. Maybe you can handle this, but I don't think you can. Because I don't think I can. Okay. From the 647, I got to brush up on my Blue Jays with all these Ontario viewers. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Anonymous texter from the 647, Trana, says, I like Santiago Espinal and hope he'll see more playing time. What's your take on Espy and some of the other support players? <coughs> it's hot out there today, eh? <laughs> Tell me about it. I don't have a take on the Toronto Blue Jays support his middle name role is, players. His middle name is Roman. Yeah, that's Santiago, what we think about him. Roman Espinal, Dominican professional baseball infielder with the Toronto Blue Jays. But, hey, I knew who he was talking about. Yeah. I got to turn the fan on. Eh. The pattern by Donuts one, back here. He, he was one for three. <laughs> He's one for three he last night? He was one for three, yes. That's what we think. Batting 294. Uh, let's talk about George Springer for a while. How about that? 
from the 639. Hey, Rod, it's Aaron, your friend in Yorkton. What happened with the Rattlers basketball team? They were saying goodbye on Twitter. Did they fold? If not, what happened? That one I can handle. They played their last CEBLC uh, game of the season last night. Lost to Fraser Valley, and they're done. One and 13. But they didn't fold. <clears throat> that one I can handle. Um, they're talking about Bo Levi Mitchell over there in Calgary. Limited in practice yesterday from the Puck and Pigskin podcast. Watching, they say Bo was great at moving around in the pocket last week. I thought he looked decent. Mm-hmm. Till that game-ending interception. Uh... Todd Pinckney, one of our P1s, on my way to Calgary tomorrow, will stop by and drop Bo Levi an RP show hoodie. My favorite topic, by the way, which you should know by now, is the Regina Pats. I put the hat out here right here today, which was a gift from them. You have one too, right? But you put it up yeah, in the... That's right. Yeah, because you're a Blades guy. It's hanging up in the... Uh... You're a Blades guy. I've done a lot of Pats games, but yes. <laughs> it's hanging up in the lobby. Yes. Mandy, we'll get to your comment in a moment here, but they've jumped their ticket prices by as much as apparently 40%. That's what mine went up. 77%. Somebody texted Darren. Yeah. And Kevin Olenek's watching on YouTube. He says, hey, Rod and Darren, will other teams in the WHL raise season ticket prices, or do you see teams charging more just to see Bedard? Well, if they're smart, that's what they would do. The NHL does it. Most teams actually do that. They call it premium games. I went to an Oilers-Flames game a couple years ago. It was like $600 a ticket in the lower bowl. Normally, normally it was only $400 for the game. But it was $600 because it was Christmas and the Flames were there. So do you think they'll do premium pricing for Bedard? No, they won't. And I, like, they'll set their prices for single-game tickets. They won't, be, they won't change game-to-game game the price of a ticket for that seat. But if you're talking NHL, the resale goes up for sure. You know, and, and you look at Edmonton-Calgary, resale goes up for games against Toronto, games against Montreal. For a while, it was games against Washington and Pittsburgh because of Ovechkin and Crosby. There'd be a handful of games. And so if you bought season tickets... You could make your whole season ticket money back by selling Toronto, Montreal, Pittsburgh, Washington, and there was a couple of select. Chicago was one. The big draws. Five or six home games, you could make your whole season ticket money back by selling those premium games. That might happen with the Bedard games. But, yeah, it's, it's too short. They won't raise season ticket prices because of that. And this is strictly a Bedard thing in Regina, I would, I would imagine. Well... As I said to Moose, people love the ticket talk. I don't care if you're talking about the Florida Panthers or the Regina Pats or the Toronto Argonauts. They just love talking about this kind of stuff. And I'm thinking, if you're the Regina Pats hiking your season ticket prices by as much as 77%, they're thinking, ah, they'll get over it. I'm thinking that's what they're thinking. Like when the utility companies raise... Your power bill by 7%. Wow. They'll bitch for a while, but they'll get over it's it. It's like gas prices. We don't stop driving because the gas price of gas right. goes up. But I think it's a little bit of like, well, Rod, if you don't renew your tickets, we're okay with that because there are 10 people waiting for your seat. And there's that for every seat. So we'll have no problem selling out the arena. What you lose sight of is that they're, getting, they're losing you as a season ticket holder. 
and your 35 years of buying season tickets. Season ticket holders are the platinum of sports. Yeah, and right. once you leave, it's really hard for you to come back. Right. Uh, Mandy in Edmonton says, looking forward to the next CFL game, and it's great to have that to look forward to again. Absolutely, and I'm glad that she reminded me of that because the Edmonton Elk are home on Saturday to the Montreal Alouettes. And our poll question today is, which is Canada's game of the week in the CFL? 56% on Twitter are voting for Hamilton and Saskatchewan, and they're leading on Facebook too now, I see. Yeah, very close. Uh, Next, Toronto at Winnipeg, the game that we'll be at broadcasting live on Friday, the RP Show, Flame Tech Football Friday, live from Winnipeg on Friday. That is the second leading poll uh, respondent here, vote getter. And then BC at Calgary Thursday night with 15% on Twitter. And then Montreal at Edmonton, 3%. We made our picks last night on, in the huddle. And uh, I've picked Edmonton to Molly Watt, the Montreal Alouettes in that football game. It is fun to be able to be talking about this stuff. But look at that. The BC-Calgary game barely moving the needle. Mm-hmm. And Jeff, the Stamps fan, is wondering who is responsible for this slip in the Calgary Stampeders brand and as our guy Paul says around here, he's very fond of saying it. It's a tough time to learn to swim when you're drowning. You can't, you know, because your team's winning and really great, people are going to come to the games. It doesn't mean you take your foot off the gas and can sit back and not build a brand. Because that's the point where you have to tell all those people how great the team is and build your brand so that when the team maybe isn't as good or there's more things competing for their dollars, you have a strong brand. Jenna Reagan is watching in Southern California, and she says, waiting patiently for my Red Blacks. And as I look at my schedule here, they are off this week. There were Red Blacks fans uh, writing in wanting to know what we knew about Matt Nichols, their starting quarterback, that he's hurt, but they're not playing this week. You're not going to get an injury update on Matt Nichols this week when they're not playing. So, yeah, it is fun to talk about this stuff, and we'll talk about it tomorrow. Tori Gurley will be with us, former Packer and Brown. Uh, Argonauts wide receiver Tory Gurley will be with us. And Cole Sillinger, the first-round pick of the Columbus Blue Jackets. He of the hockey-playing Sillinger family. He'll be with us in studio tomorrow. We're looking forward to that. You good, Moose? Awesome. Have a great day. You too. See you tomorrow at noon Eastern here on Game Plus TV. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.